what's up guys winners here back with our uh first real uh breakdown of episode one season eight game of thrones season finale we got matt adam brian here brought him back from the dead from the dead <laughs> and he's back all right so let's uh let's get right to it um I mean, we kind of discussed it when we did our reactionary podcast that, uh, you know, there wasn't really wasn't a lot of action going on in this episode. It was kind of just a plot builder on the, what's going to happen, you know, in the future episodes. Um, big thing at the, the start of the, the episode was you get to see kind of the reaction from the, the areas that we've been very, very familiar with. And how they see, like, the Unsullied Army and, and things of that nature. Like, we've seen other, we've seen her march into other towns. But when she comes into Winterfell, like, we feel like, you feel like you know these people. Like, these aren't, like, people from cities you've never seen before. Like, you know how the winter, the people of Winterfell are. Um, are they called Winterfellians? Is that <laughs> the correct term? I think they maybe mainly go by Northerners, but... Winterfell well, that's, probably that's more. because they're not a proper people. In the sake of being proper, we're going to refer to them as Winterfellians from here on out. Um, write that down. Yeah, go ahead. You need me to spell it out for you? Jot that yes. down real yes. quick. Yes, definitely um, write it get down. Your, uh, get your stenographer for me. Hey, stenographer, are you still on the clock? No. Hey, but you also forgot, you know, we got a new opening credit animation. Yeah, yeah that was pretty slick. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the way that it just, I, I actually really like that, the way that they did that. And it almost for a minute, it kind of just marches down the path of where the White Walkers are going. We, which and we got a new cool. place we hadn't heard of yet either, too. Last Hearth. They, have they never mentioned that before? No. They never uh, showed it. So. The Humber House, the right? The Humber's House, yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed at the uh, the very beginning is, like, you know, they're showing everybody coming in. Um, one thing I noticed was you can pretty much tell that uh, there are not any black people in Winterfell. Everywhere, <laughs> everyone's staring at uh, Masande yeah, and Grey Worm. They don't really know what to do. It reminded, me of, it. it reminded me of Django when he rides in on his horse. Yeah. And his yeah, purple I, uh, outfit. Dude, the memes for this week's episode, or last week's episode, were just, like, off the chain. fire yeah fire i saw one of uh Django on the horse with the shades on and uh i think it was a gif or something or a little video someone had made because it had uh samuel l jackson's voice in the background saying something like who the, who the fuck on that horse or whatever the fuck he says um and then you kind of you know going from there um i guess we'll stop talking about that because that's retarded um <laughs> The one thing I, I really enjoyed from that conversation or that whole like opening scene was you get to see Varys and Tyrion together and that uh that joke that Tyrion makes or where he's like, Well, at least you won't freeze your balls off and you just you see <laughs> Varys like what's he say? He's like You uh you hate dwarf jokes, but you sure enjoy making eunuch jokes. Why is that? And he's like, Because I have balls. Like those two, I always enjoy those two's like banter back and forth. And that was an enjoyable little conversation. Yeah, basically the first word to the whole show is a ball sack joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know what? We're not going to kill yeah. anybody off this episode, but we're going to start with the ball sack jokes immediately. 
So that's a new thing for season eight is we're going to keep a reference of ball sack jokes. I'll go ahead and take that upon myself. Yep, tally that bitch up. That is one of hopefully many ball sack jokes that we'll experience. Um, another thing I noticed is like when they showed Danny and the big thing there is obviously like you see the dragons come roaring in and you're just hearing screams in the background and stuff like that because these people have never seen a dragon. Um, the thing I noticed is Danny is, and I even wrote in my notes, Danny is too fucking happy. Like she's grinning from ear to ear and shit now. And I, I don't remember ever seeing her like beaming with happiness <laughs> like that. Just air, and, like looking arrogant. Yeah, almost like arrogant, like to that point. Exactly. So that's not a good omen for this show. You're not allowed to be happy. Period. Yeah, she kind of she kind of likes that people are scared of her dragons. Yeah. And she obviously seemed pleased that everybody's terrified of them. Yeah, do you know who else is happy about that? Conquerors. So, I mean, that yeah, could be point. And like I said before, like they don't waste they don't waste screen time in this show. We're on the last season. Like, I feel like every scene has to matter. I mean, it might not be, like, completely significant to the end, but every every little scene matters. And seeing her like that, like, she's literally riding on her high horse. And there's got to be something. Like, I feel like there's something to that. She's uh, changing. I mean, she went from, you know, getting her ass handed to her off and on for however many years this takes place in. And, oh, here we are. And I just... I don't know. I, I don't think that's a good omen for anything. Um, another thing with the, the dragon reaction is you get to see two very contrasting um, emotions from like Arya and Sansa. Like Arya, she gets that little grin on her face. Um, Sansa is clearly not thrilled about this whatsoever. So even though we've got everyone reuniting back to Winterfell and everything, you've still got you still got strife with the Stark family. Sansa just can't play nice with anybody. She's yeah, like she always seems kind of... Yeah, she's always upset now. Very serious. I mean, but look at the shit she's been through to this point. This is the first time she's ever been in a position where she can... She's got options. I mean, just that alone is... A drastic change in where she's been. She's been on the run or basically been held prisoner this entire time. So now she's in a, in a spot where she has a little bit of power. I mean, and you see, like, as the, the episode progresses, like, uh, what's the guy's name uh, that's controlling the veil? Oh, uh, the guy, uh, he always wears the metal plate on his yeah, chest. He, he looks like an army, army or, I guess, a militarized version of the Wizard of Oz. Or like Engelbert Humperdinck or someone like that. Yeah, something like that. It just <laughs> can't stand away that dude. The only thing Angry. that's happened to him really so far is he basically gets punked out by uh, Baelish when you realize that Baelish controls the veil because of his, uh, I guess, technically stepson at that point. Um, but you kind of see like him with uh, a, like a very serious face through everything that's going on, and you see him kind of in Sansa's ear and stuff like that. So you know from that point that that she controls the veil basically right now. John has his army, but ultimately the veil is gonna is gonna obey Sansa. And you kind of saw that in the Battle of the Bastards when if they'd have been there from the get go, that shit would have been over. Like it wouldn't even have been. Yeah. A- 
competition. Right. So Adam already said they only had a few thousand, but it looked like to me all of that was cavalry. All of it was guys on horses. So Sansa, you know, she probably thinks that she won the Battle of the Bastards and, you know, she should probably be the one in charge in the North. You can obviously see, I mean, that that seems to be her end game, I guess. Well, I mean, she they, also... they are all pissed that he bent the knee, too, so. And she feels like she's a true Stark. And... Because she's too much like her fucking mother. That's what it all boils down to. Oh, uh, I guess we'll move it on. Um, you get to see uh, old Johnny boy. Uh, you know, he's he pretty much tells everybody in that little meeting, you know, he's not the king of the north. Um, he's once again losing support of the north, which is just shocking that that happens. Um, Your girl, uh, Liana Mormont, calls him out. I know, man. I was heartbroken. <laughs> she don't mess around. <laughs> no, and I'm I'm going to say it again. If they kill her all, like, she's going to have to do something really drastic to uh, make me not be very, very, very upset if she dies. That could make it the most painful death ever. Oh, they're definitely not past killing kids. No, not at all. And even if uh, if that does happen, whoever, whoever kills her, I'm sure Adam will be quick to jump to their defense, just like he was with Stan. No, no, I like Leanna, Liana, whatever her name is. I never... First off, that's a false. I never was for Hold Stannis. Hold on, I'm not, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I'm just going to tell you what I just heard. If you like the kid, not okay. If you don't like the kid, kill away. That's just cut and drop <laughs> black and white for you. I was drunk. None of that really counts. That's okay, all, sure. It's okay. all false. Yeah, all right. Well, so I'll just move along so you don't have to try to keep defending yourself poorly. Um, that's what I myself with. Honestly, the most uh, most enjoyable thing from that whole little conversation with me was, or that for me anyway, was uh, when Sansa makes the comment about what what do dragons even eat, and Danny just kind of looks over and glares at her and says, "Whatever they want," and you can see more of that like strife between the two of them. Um, that whole conversation basically like. To me, it looked like, you know, John's the one that's risking his neck. Like, he very well could have been, you know, tricked and, and murdered when he went to meet up with Danny, but he needed to do what he needed to do. And now Sansa is the one that's sitting up there basically making all the calls. She's pretty much running the north at this point. Like she's the one that sends the, uh, the Umber kid back to get his horses or his army and stuff like that. And John's not really doing a whole lot except pleading his case. Right, because the uh, Northerners are banding together. They're like, you know, they're upset about the situation. And I think she's trying to play a little bit of a mediator. But as we find out a little further on after this, like, you know, she's trying to defend her house, people trying to trust these people, Targaryen queen. Well, like, I guess one question that, that like, this this whole scene brings to me is Ned was king in the north but everybody was fine with him he was born in the north or oh okay never mind that that explains that for me I'm an idiot so we'll just move <laughs> along and uh go ahead and edit that part out um, yeah that's Stannis shit coming back to bite you in the ass that's true karma is a bitch and I should know that especially <laughs> as I watch this show um <laughs> Big scene there. Honestly, my like my favorite reunion was 
Arian John. Um, you get to see like the, my favorite thing of that whole that whole little conversation was the fact like when he asked her, you know, have you had to use it? When he's like, oh, you still got needle? Have you had to use it? And she's like, once or twice. Yeah, once or twice. See, that's the weird thing. She seems kind of, I mean, she definitely defends Sansa against John and tells yeah. him that he better, you know, remember who he is. I guess he is a Stark. I guess at least to her. Um, yeah, well, I think what does she say? She's protecting, she's protecting her family or whatever. And John's like, I'm her family, and she goes, right. She, remember that. Remember exactly. <clears throat> yeah, then, um, then she calls Sansa the smartest person she's ever met. Yeah, which is yeah, that's. I mean, honestly, that's saying something. Like from what we like from what, when I think of like the Game of Thrones and everything, and who like the most intelligent characters are, I like I immediately think of Varys. Tyrion, and honestly, it was Baelish before that, but he just, he's actually got the lust for the throne and ended up losing his life because of it, but you don't really ever think about Sansa in that regard. But one one thing I want to bring up is when her and Tyrion meet back up again, too, you know, it was a little awkward, and they had their little tiff, and then, like, Tyrion thinks that that Cersei's coming with the, uh, her army, and Sansa pretty much calls him out on it, like, you think she's coming with her army? Yeah, you used to be the most clever person. I used to think you were the most clever person I've ever met. Yeah. Like kind of made Tyrion look like not as strong and made Sansa kind of appear more strong, which was, you know, a little weird for me because Tyrion's a strong person. Yeah, I enjoyed the little joke with the uh, about the, the wedding where she says, oh, you know, it, it had its moments. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, to go back to the uh, Arya John, um, John, which has most people that, Arya runs into now that because they haven't seen her since she was a little girl. He's pretty naive to who Arya is nowadays. Oh, he has no idea. What yeah, do you he's his... treating her like she's still this little child. Yeah. I think John treats every one of them like that. Like he still remembers them like the last time he saw them. So, well, what do people think happened with the phrase? Who who do they think killed all the phrase? I mean, they have, like, something Something has to come of that. Because, like, not everybody's dead, right? It's just, like, she didn't kill, like... I mean, number one, I don't know how, like, what the number of the... Well, she didn't were. kill that last girl off. But... Yeah. Well, that was... that was the She just killed thing. the men. Right, and she was supposed to tell everybody, you know, the North remembers, but... Yeah, obviously not many people know how badass Arya really is. No, yeah, John's probably, you know, that'll be something to look for later on when John realizes at some point who what Arya can do yeah i mean honestly like really the only people that know are uh brienne of tarth because she duels her in uh season seven right at the end there um Sansa. well you know she cut uh little finger's neck in front of a bunch of people oh you know i didn't really think about that and brand knows everything so he knows brand 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 definitely knows (laughs) yeah well, I mean, even though she cut his throat, nobody there knows that she's murdered the entire Frey army and she's the killer of the caliber that she is. Like, if this were a different movie, she would be, like, one of those assassins that every murderer she makes makes the headlines because she's killed, like, 65 people in some gruesome way. Like, she's a bad bitch. She's yeah, plain and she simple. Did. Plain and simple. Um, um, 
one more thing I want to throw out there going back to the Sons of Tarion. You know, what do you think the possibilities of us at some point seeing them, like, maybe get together, hook up or something? Sansa and Tyrion? Or, yeah. Uh, I, don't know. I think she's past that. Yeah. I don't so know. She, I don't... Their marriage was, like, not, like, a, a, a real marriage, right? Like, annulled or something, because she, she ends up marrying uh, Ramsay after she married Well, I know Tyrion. that. But that's the thing, too, is that's just... That's one proclaimed family of royalty and another proclaimed family of royalty just trying to override each other. I mean, technically, at this point, they are still married because Ramsey's dead. So that shit doesn't matter. That whole family's gone. Cersei's still alive. So, I mean, basically, what she says is law currently is law. So if she says they're still married, then they're still married. But I don't know. I mean... The thing that I remember about all of that is it was a shitty situation for all the Lannisters. None of them are happy about it. But I remember right. how respectful Tyrion was towards Sansa. Like, right. he understood she, her position. She still clearly trusts him in certain ways. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, she, he showed him, she, he showed her kindness when no one else would gave a shit about her. Yeah, because doesn't Tywin, like, pressure him into uh, sleeping with her that night? Like, their wedding night yeah, or whatever? Yeah. And then, once again, Joffrey spoils all the fun. He's got to go die. And then we never get to see the Lannister Star Club child. Could have been a completely different game. Well, that's my point. Like, maybe we still will. Hey, man. You know what? This show is so crazy. You just, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. All right, so we get to uh, get to see Euron and uh, Yara Greyjoy. Shortly after that, um, like the thing, I'm so torn. Like most of these characters in Thrones, I either, I either like really like them or I really hate them. There are a few that I'm just kind of like, eh. I mean, they're like, they're they don't matter to me. Like it's like, eh, they're they're okay. Like, but I don't, I like them, but I don't care about them. Euron, I constantly don't know what to do. Like when he first came in, I hated him. Kind of lost his panache for me. From like last season to this season, he just seemed kind of ordinary. See, I, this season I'm actually starting to like him. I feel like he's like a, he's he's similar to me, like charisma wise. As like the only person I feel like would compete with him in that department is Oberyn Martell, and he was one of my favorite characters. He was a very different character, but both of those guys still like even if they're telling you something you don't like. The other person involved with them, they're getting away with saying shit that no one else would get to say or do. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what I was gonna say is that that that's pretty much him with Cersei. Yeah, is there aren't there aren't a lot of people that get away with talking to her like that. No one. There's no. Yeah, there's especially one with the mountain standing right there. There was one person that got away with that, and that was Tywin Lannister. Period. Nobody else talks to her like that. Even Jamie, when Jamie's upset, he tucks his tail and runs. That's why she likes it. I mean, that's, I'm sure that's what, uh, that's what my, uh, my old daddy issues, my old ball and chain would say. Twin issues. If she, uh, heard me say that, she'd be super pissed, but I know she doesn't listen to this, so I can pretty much say whatever I want. Um, She sounds like she's having a good time. Oh, yeah. She's like hammered. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good time. Um, 
the the thing that I couldn't I kept thinking in that whole Euron and Yara scene, I was like, this dude's keeping her around to rape her. Like, why is that the first thought that went through my head? Definitely definitely wasn't mine. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought, yeah, I thought it could have maybe happened in that scene. I mean, I'm not I didn't say I wanted to watch it. Let's just No, 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 I could That's what I that's thought. Funny. And when he pops up in her face and he's like, but first I'm going to fuck the queen. I was like, he's going to fuck like, <laughs> he's going to do something to her right now. And I was like, all right, cool. You I like he was like, miss that bullshit. You're the only one I can talk to. Yeah, that's yeah. what he says. He keeps her around for. Why am I keeping you around? Because you're the only chick and I've got like 20,000 dudes around me. So that's pretty much why. And I've already seen her get finger banged by her brother. And yeah. she knew who he was. So, I mean... What's I guess what's worse? Everybody's got to answer. What's worse, banging your brother or your uncle? Go, kidding. Uh, moving on. <laughs> moving on. We're just gonna skip that. We don't. We don't need that. Um, you get to see the uh, Golden Company arrive. Um, big thing with that is uh, no elephants. Also, the most non-Game of Thrones name. Yeah, hard. really. I mean, honestly, it is like it's it's very cheesy. Compared to some of the other names, I forget. I forget. I didn't write it down. But write what down? His name. Something Strickland. Captain yeah, Strickland. Yeah, Harry. Like Strickland. Harry. Who yeah. Is, he sounds like yeah. That just very strange with him. I guess they just want him to be kind of vanilla. I guess, and that's kind of leads me to believe that they're not going to matter in the long run. Um, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to get back to the your. You're on Cersei thing about, you know, him the way he talks to her and all that stuff and him making the comment about putting a baby in her, a prince. Yeah. Uh, and we had talked, I believe, season seven, how she didn't drink the wine with Tyrion. Yeah. And then she's drinking the wine this time. And then, you know, maybe she's not pregnant or what the whole deal is with that. You know, she represented that she was pregnant before. Honestly, I didn't really think about that, to be honest. Um, See, I, I, read, did, I read something like, about that that said something to the effect of there's no way back in Game of Thrones times they would have known the negative effects of alcohol on a pregnancy, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, she like, gets upset when you're on leaves like, about it, like about what he had said. So, you know, I mean, it's obviously something that's, a, that's very, very personal she's taking there. Yeah, they drink wine like put themselves to sleep and shit so i mean it seems normal well no i get i get what brian's saying though because she's always drinking and then she didn't drink with Tyrion, but now she is and honestly that scene that they show like right after he walks away and they show her holding a glass of wine and she looks like like very she like well going up. through something yeah i didn't expect that to be the first episode of the season i expected that to be somewhere down the road where she like honestly what my thought was like she's at her like you know at the last of her rope she realized that she fucked up the white walkers are the real threat not the throne the throne doesn't matter and that would be like her realizing like i'm fucked i'm gonna die like that's what <laughs> i thought that that scene would be from that they showed that little clip i didn't expect it to be from the first season that you saying that or the first episode i mean you saying that, like, I never really gave any thought to that or even thought about that till like, just now. Well, didn't 
Aren't you the one that brought up the theory that she was going to give birth to an imp and die from it? No. <laughs> Somebody threw that at me. One of you guys yeah. did. Matt, probably. That sounds like something Matt. No, that was not me. That was you. That was not me. I think you said you read that. But honestly, okay. that's like this is one of the first times that I honestly, I didn't get online and I didn't read like any theories yet. Like I wanted to do this first and not read anything. Because, like, I don't want to steal other people's ideas without giving them credit. But I didn't read any theories or anything like that. Like, I pretty much just watched it a couple times and just kind of, I don't know. Like, you get, the first time I think you watch it, you're just so enthralled with what's going on that, like, I, when I watch it, I'm generally not analyzing it, like, what's going to happen. Like, I'm not thinking about that. I'm just kind of, like, in the moment watching it. And I don't really analyze it. Now, the second and third time I watch it, then I start, like, looking at other little things, like, things that, just, like, I guess the quiet moments in Thrones. And I feel like, I know me and Matt have talked about this a lot, too. Um, sometimes those quiet scenes where there, there's no dialogue and there's no action and you're just seeing, like, people's reactions, that can be, like, the most, the biggest moments for foreshadowing and little, like, big, you get to see a lot of emotion from those very quiet moments. Yeah, a big one at the end. We'll talk about that later, but yeah, a huge one. So they're they're really big on that. It's interesting, to say the least. Um, One theory that I, like, one thing I was thinking was, and that, I mean, it really contradicts what you're saying, Brian. Like, I understand what you're saying is she's probably miscarried, I believe, if I'm Reading you correctly, she miscarried, and your aunt's going to get her pregnant. Uh, that he said I didn't say that he was going to get her pregnant. I'm just saying that her him bringing that up was obviously like a I don't think a certain pregnant. way. Well, I, I don't think she's pregnant now. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I guess so either. I'm thinking, yeah, she maybe she miscarried or something, or she was lying. She was yeah, lying. no, you kind of blew my mind. With she that, told to Jamie. Didn't she tell Jamie she was pregnant too? Yeah. yeah. You you yeah. kind of blew my mind, to be honest. Sorry. Because I didn't I didn't think about it. We should have talked about this beforehand. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, now I'm just so mind fucked that we're gonna have to pause this and come back. No, yeah, I mean, we got it <laughs> what I'm saying is like I didn't think about her reaction being to the miscarriage or anything like that. My thought has always been she's gonna die before she gives birth to this kid. Like she has to. If the prophecy of that we see in the episode one of season five, if that if that prophecy right. is true, and everything that she, that what's her name, uh, Maggie Some Frog, Frog, Frog yeah, Maggie Frog, yeah, whatever, everything else she said has come true. So if that's the case, then Cersei's only going to have three kids. Right. Yeah, she's not pregnant. She's that could be another reason why she's crying because she knew. Yeah, I like that. She's dirty. That could be. I mean, but like, no, I I disagree with what you're saying. Adam, I think she is pregnant, and I think she's going to die before she has the baby. That's why she's upset. Wait, I mean, so not you, even that. You think like, she was I pregnant before, or blew my fucking mind again, before you on? Yeah, she's pregnant at the end of uh, season seven. Yeah, she yeah, tells she, James she's pregnant, huh? but she makes it seem like it's his kid. Tyrion went went to uh, talk to her after John refused to lie, told him he said he bent the knees for Daenerys. Cersei walked off. Tyrion had to go talk to her. He was trying to give her wine. She turned it down, was like holding her stomach, and he like picked up on it. Because that dude just knows shit. I guess he's also closer to her belly button than most people. So maybe, yes. maybe he heard the baby's heartbeat. 
Fair point. Uh, if we're uh, if we're keeping track at home, that's a uh, one short joke from the shortest guy on the podcast. Moving on, um, I really enjoyed honestly. Like I really enjoyed the that whole scene between Cersei and and Euron, and like I feel like even like with everything else that's going on, like a lot of that scene isn't important shit going on that's going to affect the last episode of the season. It's just you getting to see that relationship between Euron and Cersei. And I, I enjoyed uh, when, right when he said, what did he say? He said, uh, how do I compare to the Fat King? And she makes a comment. What she say? Something along the lines of, oh, you're talking about my, my late husband. And he's yeah. like, oh, are you offended? Like, the dude just, it just goes to show you, like, he's, he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he's going to say whatever he wants to say just to get a rise out of you. And I, I actually, like, I used to hate him, but now I think I'm really starting to like respect, him. Respect his game. Not even respect. Yeah. <laughs> I not respect for the guy at all, but I, I'm enjoying him just because he's just that guy that doesn't give a fuck and is going to say whatever he wants to say. It's kind of like, a wild that little uh, speech he says where he's like, my heart is nearly broken. Like, just it's just so ridiculous. Wow, I'm really enjoying his character. Yeah, um, it's him down, too, and he's still, like, still got that year on charm. Yeah, what does she say? She's like, you're insolent. I've executed men for less. And he says, yeah. they were lesser men. They were lesser men, yeah. Just, what if you're on fucking Greyjoy ends up being the one sitting on the throne? Uh. I mean, it would be amusing. I don't yeah. think people are going for an amusing ending. Can you imagine think... seeing Euron's face with his shit-eating grin on to end the last episode of Game of Thrones? <laughs> How pissed off would people be? Oh, God. Man. Yeah, they'd riot in the streets. Yeah, that would Fair. be... Uh... But I'm I also sorry. want to give Cersei credit here, sorry, for the uh, whole line about if you want a whore, buy yeah. one. And then if you want a queen to earn it. Pretty solid, yeah. memorable line. That's gonna be, dude. The shit on Twitter. Uh, it's like just I'm gonna keep bringing up Twitter because I think I've seen something hilarious based off of like every little, every different setting of of the first episode. First of all, that tweet that some one of you guys posted. I don't know who it was. Uh, one of the Haley clan about uh, that girls posting that are just gonna turn around and give it up just like Cersei did or whatever. I enjoyed that one. The uh, the memes of Cersei with the dragon and Dumbo. I haven't seen that one. Okay, so you know the Drake meme where the first one he's like this, and the second one he's like that. Yeah. His hand up. Yeah. So the first one is a dragon, and he's like nah, and then the second one's Dumbo flying, and it's like yep, that's what I want. <laughs> that shit's hilarious, dude. I probably spent like three hours. Since this show came, like since episode one came out, just looking at stupid memes, and that one of the Night's King with the do rag on and a smoke behind his ear, and the other one in his mouth, and he's like, "What does it say? Uh, king of the King of the North, uh, King of something, King of Queens, doesn't matter. Nightwalkers and four, right? Like that shit was was good. Um, anybody like ha- like was anybody surprised that seriously just like immediately turned around and banged the dude like that not really yeah yes and no not really really matt yeah, I mean, I... hold that thought matt were you surprised or no yeah definitely 
You look like Jesus again. I can't see your face. <laughs> uh, forgive <laughs> me, Father. Sorry, Go to the light. I'm sorry. That that apparently is your like your groove in the couch, and that's just yeah. you levitate to. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you move. Um, Brian, no, but... yes and no. Um, totally lost my train of thought right there. Come back to me. All right, I'll come back to you. I actually was really surprised. I don't, I just, I didn't expect, I didn't, number one, I didn't expect Cersei to ever give Euron anything that he wanted. I expected him to get used and tossed aside like the Lannisters do everybody. So I guess that opens up two little thoughts for me then. Number one, that shows you how far the mighty have fallen. And Cersei's not in the point, at the point where she was three or four seasons ago where she could just get the Golden Company Say, fuck you, Euron, I'm taking your fleet, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. She's now, actually, she turned around, and she she's slept with him. Like, I, I was surprised by that. She's using him, though. I mean, let's be honest. Well, and also, yeah. come back, uh, now that I got my thoughts back, I mean, Cersei's not past doing some ratchet shit. Yeah. We've seen that. You know what I mean? Like, and you know she has uh, a plan. Uh, cousin Lancel. Uh, you know, the whole, whole thing with Jamie, like, <laughs> she don't give a fuck. I just thought it was a little surprising, she you know, the at the top. people. And she killed everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah, like I said, she's not. And plus, she probably needs to do that to keep her, his loyalty and whatnot. I guess another thing, like, another reason that I'm surprised why her, like, actually banging him was... Up until this point, she's been she stayed pretty loyal to Lannister bloodlines. Like she pretty much exclusively bangs Lannisters. You know yeah. she bangs Robert, you know, at least a couple times, you know, throughout the course of things. She says in this episode, like, Robert had a different whore every night and he still didn't know his way around a woman's body. So you know they weren't banging that much. So she's pretty much exclusively banged Lannisters. Through this current, right? And now it's a rebound, dude. It's a rebound, dude, from Jamie. And there's really, I mean, to be fair, nobody left. I mean, who's left? Yeah, she ain't banging old zombie mountain. <laughs> the mountain. <laughs> Give me that zombie dig. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody left. Let's wake this monster back up. Yeah. All right. I mean, two zombie joke, dick jokes. So we're uh, we're, we met our quota pretty pretty quickly. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, all in all, like, I th- that that scene really made me enjoy Euron a lot more, to be honest. Like, I didn't th- – I thought he was just a shitty dude from here on out. And, like, right when I started to expect, uh, like, Yara and Theon to, to kind of start heading in the right direction, he swoops in and, and screwed all that up. So, like, I've, I've just kind of, like, really, I mean, despised the guy until this point. But now I, I, I'm really starting to kind of like him. It's an angle. Uh, we also forgot to mention that uh, Euron brought up the Kingslayer. I did. I didn't bring that up. He's, he says, how do I compare to the Fat King? She makes her little remark, and then he says, and the Kingslayer. And that's where you pretty much realize, yeah. like... Shitty little smirk on his face. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Like, who has called? who has called her out for that? At this point in Thrones, Joffrey. 
Really? Yeah, he, he did once. He said, oh, I heard a nasty rumor, mother. It was about you and Uncle Jamie. Yeah, yeah which he's trying to about. I mean, as, as only, yeah, as only Joffrey could be. Can I make a request? Can you speak in your Joffrey voice for the rest <laughs> of this podcast? <laughs> Can it's just we an air that? of arrogance. No. That's, this, is, <laughs> this is very off topic. I mean, it, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. That scene with uh, Maggie the Frog and Cersei's younger version of herself, that girl plays an arrogant little bitch like Cersei, like the adult version phenomenally but we're not we won't we won't yeah, talk that's... about that we won't talk about that um, do, you, you, do you think it's acting or no i mean i don't know honestly like i i don't know it could just i think the accent does a lot for it like that just makes shit sound more proper to be honest but i don't know i don't know uh so so moving on uh we get to see uh braun or brawny boy uh no. Yeah, having a good old time. Raising his tent in the uh, the old whorehouse. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny, like, the way that he just brags about, I'm the only man you ever met that uh, shot a dragon. And they're like, oh, really? He's like, yep, almost killed it. <laughs> and then he's cocked yeah, they, by old Kyber. Looking all creepy. That dude just, he reminds me, I think, of uh, of Emperor Palpatine on Star Wars. That's who he reminds me of before before he becomes Emperor Palpatine. A little shady senator action. Yeah, like he's just a creepy dude. And that whole, the whole conversation with Braun is just like very, I guess, ominous. Kind of like, it's like he's telling him something to try to persuade him, but he's also telling him like, if you don't do it, you're dead anyway. Right. It's, it's an order. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, I'm nicely telling you to do this. But he is yeah. going to get paid. Yeah, I mean, there are perks, I guess. Uh, also, when he first walks in and the girls are running out, and he was like, uh, oh, poor, poor girls can have the pox within the year. And he's like, like, oh, oh which, which one? Which uh, one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What does she say to him? If you're ever in the mood or whatever, I'm I'm into older men. Like she likes older men. Yeah. And, and guys, everybody listening at home, that's what happens when you don't vaccinate your children. Your Just saying. <laughs> um. Anyways, moving on from that. Um. Yeah, Matt, you that, commented. That you, do what? The crossbow that Joffrey had. He gives it to Bron. Yeah. Which I thought was a little weird, but. Somebody well, it's, uh, Tyrion killed their her dad with the crossbow. Is what I think. Was it was it the same crossbow that I, it looks that like Joffrey's crossbow? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah so, so that's why he's saying it's about poetic uh, yeah. revenge. <clears throat> Makes sense. Was it okay? I don't know if you just answered that or not because I apparently can't hear. Um, is that the same crossbow that Tyrion used? Yes, it, Tyrion took Joffrey's crossbow off the wall after he choked oh, okay. shit, and he yeah. drug it down the hallway, and that so, it looks like the same crossbow bow that Joffrey had when he killed that prostitute uh, whore. What's her name? Roz. 
Roz. Yeah. I yeah. remember I remember that scene. What episode was or what season was that? Was that season three? Two or three, yeah. Yeah, I think it was I three. was in Montana when I watched that episode. And I forget Danny texted me and I didn't text her back. Not obviously not. Danny Targaryen, my wife, texted me. And, and I didn't the- respond right away. And she made she asked me like what I was doing or something like that. And she was just like giving me shit and i took a screenshot of roz like with her arms tied up like with arrows in it like in her when after joffrey did that she's like why the fuck would you send me that and that's, <laughs> that's to exactly how she what'd you say i said trying to take the relationship into a new direction that uh that's exactly what she sounds like for anyone listening at home and that's why she won't come on the podcast um no that uh that's actually wow. Speaking of like being poetic, um, I guess every time we see that crossbow, whores are involved. If you think about it, he kills yeah, yeah. like you know. I'm sorry, Tyr- or, uh, Joffrey kills the whore with it, Roz. And then when we see Tyrion use it, he had just killed the whore Shay. And then Kyburn gives it to Bronn in the whorehouse. Look at me, just man. This is what we're about on this podcast. Diving yeah. deep into the shit that you guys don't think about at home. You're <laughs> um, it's the bow of whoring. It is. It's the it's the hose the hose bow. <laughs> it's a hose bow. Um, after this, speaking of pussy, the very next scene, <clears throat> I believe, after uh, you know the whole seriously you're on scene was uh, was Theon. Coming oh, yeah. in and uh, rescuing Yara. See our first deaths in this episode, too. Yeah, uh, true. Brutal. Like, I guess with Thrones, I mean, you, you get to see a lot of brutal, like, heinous deaths of the main people. But, like, oftentimes when you see someone get killed that is, like, a no-name character you've never seen before, that shit is, like, Mortal Kombat fatality type death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no fucks given. Like the way he pulled, what is it, an axe he's using, and he pulls it out of that yeah. dude's face, and, and it's, it's just like a fucking gaping wound. The guy takes the arrow through the eye. Oh, it's just violent. Even when shit, even when deaths don't matter, it's like I'm, we're just going to show you how we can hurt you emotionally. Um, big thing with that is, uh, it's a little could be potentially the start of uh, Theon's redemption story. I mean, this was the start of Theon's redemption story. The rest of it's going to be him going back to Winterfell. It has that whole conversation with uh, with Yara and Theon where she's basically like, you think we should go back to Winterfell? And he's like, you're my queen. I'm, I think I should do whatever you want me to do. And she basically gives him her blessing to go back to Winterfell. So yeah, that'll, yeah. Be, that'll be fun. Yeah, I thought she was going to maybe have him jump off the side of the boat then. She did headbutt him when, when he rescued her. Yeah, yeah. But- what better way? What better way for them to do it? What a fucked up family. And Yara also is gonna like sit back at Iron Islands in case Danny like needs to retreat. And with most characters on this show, when she if, <laughs> if it were anybody else, I would think like my immediate thought would be, no, you're a coward. You're running away from the fight. And then number two would be, what are you doing in the meantime? You're plotting something, but I don't think that with Yara. 
Like, I legitimately believe that Yara is going back to the Iron Islands. Yeah, that's that's the that's the feeling I got to. Yeah, and like, there's not many characters that you can say that about. Honestly, I mean, how many people in this show don't have their own agenda at hand? True, not yeah, many. Most. Do you think that her her, I guess, end game is driven by the desire to end up scissoring Darius <laughs> <Hilarious> Targaryen? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Look, we know Yara's. She, uh, she might not be the only one. I mean, what's Masande going to do at the end of all this? <sighs> Who knows? She's already yeah, had her unique weirdness. So, do they refer to this? Is just a completely random question. Do they refer to the unsullied as eunuchs? They don't, do they? No, they all no, are though. I think that they're castrated. Yeah, I right. guess there's. there's yeah, they all going to be coming unsullied. <laughs> no. You just blew my fucking mind for the yeah. third time, man. He is See, by default now. For me, it was like, the... thing for Theon was like, he, he might have ran away when Yara got captured, but if they would have both got captured, they wouldn't have been freed. So, and here we Theon go. was thinking smartly. Here we fucking go. You're like a fucking, you're like the lawyer that all the shitty fucking mob bosses go to to defend them. <laughs> hey, man. You know what, man? Theon wasn't being a bitch. Of redemption. You said it yourself. Bitch. He was being a bitch, but it was kind of a smart bitch move. You know what? If I ever do something really fucking stupid and I need someone to defend me, I'm <laughs> calling you. You You're should. You're my man now. We'll both fail, but fuck it. Um, one, uh, one little trio that I do enjoy is uh, Davos, Varys, and Tyrion. I didn't... I, you see Davos with uh, a number of like different people throughout his time on the show. And he's always he's enjoyable no matter who he's with. Like I feel like that guy, even for being like the minor character that he is, when he's in scenes, he's very meaningful. He's always got something to say. Like he might not talk for even, you know, five percent of the conversation, but when he talks, it's important shit. Yeah, because he's like he's like the white knight, man. He's always trying to do the right thing. Matt, what is his name? Matt, that's your cue. Can you hear me? Matthew. Matthew. Well, no, go ahead. Is it the Onion Knight? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Onion Knight. Dude, I just completely <laughs> fucking set you up for an Onion Knight joke. And he's watching TV. At the plate. I'm sending you back to AAA after this. You're done for a minute. Um, that is one thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what scene it's in, but it's when... Uh, the, I think it's the Karstark army. Is it's actually it's that scene. I'm a I'm yes, just an idiot. Plain yeah, they specifically name the Karstarks here. I wonder if that's sake. Well, the thing I'm I'm leading to is where he says, uh, you know, the Karstarks, and he's and uh, I think it's Tyrion that says, um, "Great sigil," and then he says, "Way better than an onion," and Davos just kind of like nods his head and agrees. I enjoyed that little that little comment. Um, Basically, their whole conversation is kind of just confirming what we already saw with the opening of the episode, where 
it's basically Dabo saying, you know, the Winterfellians are are hard people <laughs> to gain the trust of. Matt, you've got to get away from that light. No, it's burning cool. my retinas, dude. Oh. I need glasses. Um, no, like that pretty much like it's it's a fun little conversation between them because you got, you know, Tyrion's humor where he's basically calling Davos all his dirt. But the thing that right. like while all this conversation's going on, the really the only point of it is to show that John and Danny are getting super, super close at this point. And they kind of just hint at it being it's, you know, it's young love. Because basically what Varys is saying is respect. That's how young people keep us away from them. And the reason that they do that is because we're reminders of the fact that nothing lasts. I think Varys' exact words are nothing lasts. Yeah. So that's even pretty much like to me, that's just a stupid like one little comment that doesn't really hold any merit but when you think about it with game of thrones it holds a ton of weight because you're going to you're going to realize nothing lasts and that kind of leads into what we're going to discuss at the end of this episode or here shortly about this episode with nothing lasting and that that newfound love that that John and Danny share um so what is what is he implying? Is he implying that John would be underneath Danny, or they would both have the same power and rule together? I don't. I mean, I didn't read into it that way. Like, and I didn't think about it the first time I watched the episode either. But what that meant to me after watching the first episode is the conversation that. Like the information that we know about R plus L equals J, which we'll get into. We'll like we'll we'll come back to that. We're just gonna move on to the next one so that we can just keep this in sequential order. But we'll get back to that. Um, basically, the that scene kind of leads into John and Danny talking. Um, the basic gist of that is further confirmation from the first part of the Winterfell episode, like season, um, where Danny's pretty much saying, you know, Sansa doesn't like me. And John once again confirms that the Winterfellians are not trustworthy, you know, easy to trust other people. And he she pretty much says, like, she should respect me. I'm her queen. So you just kind of get more of that confirmation that these two are not going to see eye to eye. Talking about Sansa and Dean. You've got very powerful women. Brian's taking his laptop to go take a shit. This is going to get super awkward. Yeah. Podcast anyway. Um, but now, um, the thing there, like big, big thing that sets off a big, big moment is the, uh, the Dothraki guy rides up and pretty much tells Danny, like, you know, the dragons aren't eating. And then we finally get to see what we've wanted to see this entire time. Oh man, here it comes. John mounts the dragon. (laughs) The Aladdin moment of, uh. Game of Thrones. <laughs> did anyone else get a boner? I, I didn't. No. No, you know, I didn't. I'm awkward. just being honest, though. This is really awkward right now. Found a bunch of dudes kind of done it. How we, I don't know how we back out of this. Um. Yeah. I uh. Moving on. Um. Uh, so is this is the scene bad or not? Like, I guess it's entertaining, right? But it's kind of. I mean, it's definitely silly. 
Which scene? The the writing scene? Yeah, the writing scene. Okay. I have to bring this up because I already warned everyone that I'm going to do this. I saw a couple memes about this one, too. <laughs> the one really funny one was the How to Train Your Dragon with John riding the dragon, like with his face <laughs> just photoshopped in. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that one. That's what it made actually. Do what? That's what it made me think of when I was watching it. It was How to Train Your yeah. Dragon. Yeah, it's like it kind of reminded me of the scene uh, from Avatar where he first rides whatever the hell that thing's called, and you get to see all yeah. that shit. Um, the thing, the thing, the one, the funniest one I saw was so like I guess to not jump ahead in the plot, I'll get back to my meme topic. I guess um, John takes her to his old hunting grounds at Winterfell. And then, of course, you know, it's like how cold there. It's time to it's time to start the banging. Let's get more incest going on in this episode. Let's fill it up. And as they're like getting all hot and bothered, John's talking <coughs> about the dragons. And one of the memes that I saw, it showed John and Danny on the top split part of the screen. And they were like hugging or whatever. And then it zooms in on the dragon like it did on the show. And yeah. the dragon's caption says, I'm not calling you daddy. Like <laughs> that shit had me. <laughs> I have a I have a thought on this. So since John rode the dragon, is it his dragon now? I have the same thought. Well, like they this, were printed on each other. See, this this is one of the differences between the books and the show. And they never said this before. Brian's read all the books. Adam's read. I don't know where you're at in those, but the stuff, the stuff that I've read says that once you ride a dragon, like you're the only, yeah, you're, that's your, your dragon. No one else is going to ride that dragon. You're not going to ride other dragons. Which would mean Danny's down to one dragon. That's true. Because my theory, of course, as we've, I think we discussed on the last one was I, I kind of wondered if. John would end up riding the the Night's King's dragon, but that's clearly not happening. So we can just move right on past that. that one. Okay, so the point I, like I was making the point I was making was just that I, I don't know who said it, it was Varys, right? Who said they it would be great if they could just rule together, and he he gave a timetable like it hadn't happened in you know hundreds of years, and to me it's like Danny. This whole episode, and especially the last couple, have been about, like, I'm the one in power, like, bend the knee. We went through all that stuff. And it's like, she's not going to be subservient to anybody. So there's no way they're going <laughs> to rule together as, like, equals. Yeah, the shit she's been through to get to this point for this reason, like. Yeah, that just, that all leads back to that, like, the, the foreshadowing that I thought that Bears meant. Like, this isn't going to last. Like, something's going to happen to tear these two apart. I mean, honestly, like, look at look at everything we've seen. Who has loved someone, like, and I'm talking, like, in a relationship-type love, and both of them have survived? Who? In the series? Yeah, who? Exactly. Yeah, none that I can think of. Let's, Let's stop. Like I can wait, but we're trying to have to edit this because it's going to take forever. To me, John's like his. He he's always for his cause. So even if he does like 
Oh, than, uh, he's, he's for the cause. Theirs. Okay, I guess I should have made like stipulations. Oh, they both he, gotta love each other. Okay. Yeah, both have to love each other. This ha- this can't be some weird stalker. No stalker issue. thing. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Edit that. Um. After <laughs> that, we get to see uh, a big big reunion is Gendry with Arya, and we get to see the Hound in that scene. So you get that kind of opens up with uh with Gendry. You see him in the forge, basically making like, being what he is, the blacksmith. And I believe we discussed this, and I think I, I – I don't know if we actually did discuss this, but I had discussed with one of my other friends who watched Thrones that, like, is Gendry's whole point of, of coming back to the story just to be the one that is making the weapons for the Northern Army? Seems like, like it. When we saw him in Season 1, you immediately think, like, all right, Ned's going to find this this bastard to – have him be the next in line to the throne instead of Joffrey because Joffrey's an incest piece of shit. And then right. that never comes to any fruition at all. And we don't see the guy like after season two for five years. And then all of a sudden he's back and it's got to mean something, but does it really? Maybe he's just the black. Well, that's it. Yeah, maybe, but my, I don't know. My wife and I were talking about this. She seems to think that he's back as kind of a potential love interest for Arya's character. Yeah, yeah. I was, I, I actually have that in my notes. I wrote with an underline, are they going to bang? <coughs> is, your, is your whole ceiling a light bulb? No shit, Matt. Do you live in a cathedral? I'm in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you live in a grow house? I've got no, a it's a garage. I've got a sunburn. Sasso mentioned that Arya asked Gendry to build her a weapon. Yeah. Right. That's that's gotta, gotta <coughs> be something extraordinary or extravagant because like he asks her, like, why do you need this? You have a sword. And then the very next thing you see is uh wasn't it Baelish's blade, the dragon glass blade? Yep. Valyrian steel, wasn't it? Yes. <coughs> All right, so I clearly have no idea what I'm talking yeah, about. The dagger, the dagger that they tried to kill Brown with, or Bran with, sorry. You know what thought popped into my head as soon as I said that? Was, wait a minute, no one's like seen Dragonglass except Sam at that point. So, just moving along past all my fucking stupid well, He's in the forge with a bunch of Dragonglass. Well, yeah, they just they... is? Not when yeah. we're like, motherfuckers. All right. I get it. So we know for a fact, I don't I don't know if it's because I looked this up a little <coughs> bit, but we, we know that the tip of the weapon is dragon glass. I think you could tell if you pause it or whatever, and it says at least the tip of whatever this special weapon is is made of dragon glass. So oh, I mean like it, the blueprint or the drawing or whatever she gave him. Yeah. Yeah. Blade. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure when we when we come to see that, I'm sure that it, it will be a very very significant. It's got to be a significant plot point, like plot twist of some sort, for that matter. No, I mean, I mean, you you bring up a good point. She already has the drawing, and if we know the tip is made of dragon glass, how does she know that they already have access to dragon glass? Unless she like put put this together in in five minutes or something. I guess she assumed the word has been spread. I mean, I guess like the way you got to look at it is this she's just she's a murderer. Like 
when as soon as she gets to Winterfell, like when she's on her way up there, and as soon as she hears about White Walkers and shit, she's got to immediately switch gears and think, what's the what's the most efficient way for me to slaughter these things as quickly as human, like as effectively as possible? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, she can't have a big heavy or sword like when she was holding John's sword. Like, she needs a weapon that she can handle. Exactly, and especially yeah. if you're if you're getting attacked by hordes of enemies, you don't want. And even though needle is a very very like petite weapon, you still want a much closer quarters weapon. And that's the thing is if she just spins around like she does, or she could, I mean, you know, how many of them could she kill? And the thing that kind of makes me think about that is when she's fighting the uh, waif, the way that she like holds her sword up to her head. And then she just, like, almost like a dance move, slices the candle. Like, she's clearly acrobatic of sorts. So, I mean, that would make sense, too. But um, we kind of got away from what the big thing from that scene for me was. And that's the whole flirting thing between Arya and Gendry. Like, the whole conversation, you you get that that weird vibe. Like, just with her being happy and shit. And he makes the comment and says, you know, he says, you look good. And yeah. it's kind of awkward. Like, you look good, too. And then he calls her Lady Stark, which she doesn't like. And she tells him not to call her that. And he, of course, is a smart ass and says, as you wish, my lady. That's that's a, that's a good a good little scene. I don't know what their ages are to see if it's, like, weird still at this point. But I, I think it's going to happen. She's in her mid-teens, for sure. And the Hound calls her a little bitch, too, so. Yeah, I was going to get to that. The Hound, you get to see the Hound and Arya reunite, which was honestly probably, like, my second favorite reunion of this this episode. Um, what does he say? You're a cold little bitch, aren't you? Or <laughs> you're, is that what he says? Like, you left me to die, and he's like, I also, he's like, I also yeah, robbed you. Yeah, she goes, first I robbed you. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you, Hound. You taught me well. And what does he say? You're a cold little bitch, aren't you? Guess that's yeah. why you're still alive. And he smiles. Have we ever seen the Hound smile? I think over Arya before. Maybe, probably. Maybe a little bit. You know what? He's like the father she never had. Or wanted. Really look at it. Maybe it'll be the Hound and Arya sitting on the Iron Throne. Yeah. <laughs> father and daughter. Rule in the world. <laughs> um, shortly after that, you get to see uh, John and Sansa, and it's a similar conversation to what John had with Danny last time. And it's John and Sansa discussing her, and basically, it's John defending Danny this entire like the entire conversation. And he makes a comment, you know. She's not her father. She's not the Mad King. And then Sansa's little snarky response is, no, she's much prettier. And then that leads to her next question is, did you bend the knee to save the North or or did you do it because you love him? And if I'm not mistaken, John doesn't answer that question before. He doesn't. He doesn't. Which is pretty smart from Sansa, I think, because all the Stark dudes have died for love. You know, Rob Stark <laughs> fucked up. 
Rick, except Rick and think... maybe. Yeah, yeah, Ned. Ned didn't die because of love. Yeah, come on, Adam. What the fuck, hey, dude? Man. Clean it up. <laughs> Clean it up, dude. Did you even watch <laughs> this episode? Yeah, I watched it. Um, after that, you could see uh, Danny and Jorah meeting up with Sam. Um, she's pretty uh pretty thankful. Told Samwell that he was the only one willing to uh cure Jorah of his illness of the old brace. Willing to. Didn't I say willing to? Did you? I don't know. What happened was when I when we lost that call a second ago, now Adam's on the left and Matt's on the right, and I looked down and it kind of screwed me up and I lost my train of thought. So um Big thing from this scene is, like, obviously he saved Jorah, but then you find out that, like, after she's complimenting Sam, he's pretty much like, oh, you know, I could use a pardon. I uh, stole some books from the Citadel, and I stole a sword yeah. from my family, and uh, if you could pardon me, I'd just go back to him. And she's like, oh, uh, I kind of burned your dad alive. And he's like, oh, it's cool. He was a dick anyway. Uh, my brother right. my brother will be cool. Oh, um. I don't know, I man. I thought I thought that dude did a great job of like acting without even saying anything. Like John Bradley just kind of hit the whole spectrum of emotions. I have no idea who John Bradley is. Just the guy. He's he's well, the he guy who plays him. Sam, right? Yeah, I thought he did great. Oh no! Yeah, he, the guy's he's a good actor for sure. Right, and even it says it. So after you know she she finds out who his house is and. She says, "Yeah, you mean Randall Tarley?" And so he, yeah, like you said, he he was he wasn't all that disappointed. At least I can go home now. I think is what he says and see my brother oh. or whatever. And she's like, uh, "About that." Oh yeah. Um, turns out he's a lot like your dad, and I had to torch him too. <laughs> so uh, sorry about that. So that pretty much, uh, you know, you see how upset Sam is there. So you know that's gonna going to play into something somewhere down the road um next scene you could see bran and sam talking and that's where sam pretty much asked bran like dude what are you doing out here like you know you, you can't you can't even pace to keep yourself warm how did you, how did you get here how did you get here how did you wheel hey, here on this dirt you uh, professor walkway you, you've been out here for hours are your feet and legs numb Oh, Arms are really strong. Oh, sorry about that, Brandon. Um, I don't have feelings, man. Oh, he's like, I, don't, I can't feel them. Thank you. He's like, I, I haven't felt them in years. The frostbite <laughs> took them. Uh, Brand's comment to Sam is, you know, waiting for an old friend. Yep, we're waiting for an old friend. Waiting for an old friend. At this point, like, you honestly have no idea who that is. Like, I didn't have anyone come to mind even at that point. Like, I had no idea who was who he was talking about. But then... That leads into the next thing, which kind of is fitting that we go from Sam and Danny and finding out what he just found out to go into him talking <laughs> and, and Brand's pretty much telling him, like, it's time to tell John. He yeah, needs to know. To shit. Yeah. yeah, like, we're done. Like, like, you just need to tell him. And Sam is like, I can't do it because I'm a nephew. Well, yeah, what he says is, he's like, Sam, what does Sam say to him? Uh, Shouldn't you, well, you want to tell brother. him you're his brother? Yeah. And of course, dead dead brand says, "I'm not. not a, I'm not his brother anymore." And he no. tells something like, "I'm saying that he's the person he trusts the most in the world." So yeah, which we've all we've known that. 
I mean, that that's no shock or anything like that. We know that Sam's very, like, he's John's right-hand man. Um, that leads into John finally finding out his true heritage. Um, he is a Stark. And he's a Targaryen, which okay. basically makes him yeah. the enemy of the Song of Fire and Ice. Or is it ice and fire? Sorry, I don't, I don't want to offend any nerds. Sorry. Um, but the thing there, like, I guess the, the underlying current there is it's not that Sam just told John who he was. The reason he tells John is because he's telling him, like, look, I've been under you. You were a leader. You were in this position. You didn't, you didn't just always kill people. You would pardon people. And then John's yeah. response to that, of course, is like, you know, the way leading up to that whole conversation is, I wasn't a king. Right. You know, yeah. I, I, and Sam's like, yes, yes, you were. He's like, no. He's like, I'm not the king of the north. I gave up my crown. And he's right. Like, he says, I'm not talking about. The north. I was going to let you go and finish it. No, yeah, he says, uh, you know, at this <laughs> point, he says, I'm not. I'm not talking about the North. I'm talking about the bloody seven kingdoms, I believe is what he said. The whole yeah, bloody says, yeah, seven kingdoms. And that's when John's like, wait a minute. And then, you know, he goes into all that. And that's where, you know, you find out all the details of, of everything. So that's just, I guess, like the last real confirm, like the last person that we really needed to know to really allow people, I guess, to start finding out what's going on. And that's what I was like, the whole thing that I was talking about with Barry saying that, like, Hitting on what I think what it was either Matt or Adam said, like or I don't know who the hell said it. Danny's not going to just roll over at this point. She's not gonna be like, Oh, John, you're the king. Let me bow to you. That's not what she's gonna do. She's come too far for that. So yeah, the strange The strange thing for me was kind of, you know, they're down in the crypt and everything. And you know, Bran already points out, you know. Sam is the most trusted person to John. Like he he trusts it, but the way John, it makes you think like he believes it. He he's buying it. He's not. He doesn't think it's a hoax or anything. He believes what Sam is telling him because of the source, I guess. Where you know Sam tells him that he he talked with Braun. They had a meeting. So he he really does. He believes him kind of right away. They don't really Braun say. It. He doesn't really say anything. <laughs> Brian. I'm gonna go with Brian. Is this like is is Braun and Bran your version of my hound and mountain? The yeah, mouth. did I say the did I say Braun? Yeah, you said Braun. Oh weak. Yeah, I meant Bran. All right, well now that I've completely fucked you up, um continue. <laughs> no, that was my whole point, was that uh, he he believes it right away. He you don't get really any dialogue after he's told. He does ask about Ned. You know, like, you know, my father's an honorable man. You know, why would he do this? And he's saying, you know, essentially Sam tells him to protect you because of who you are. And, you know, you'd have had headhunters out to get you. Yeah, Robert would have killed him. And I swore to your, yeah, he swore to your mother that he would do that. I guess the, the, the big thing for that scene to me is Ned Stark is the most, like, upstanding dude that we've seen in Game of Thrones. Which so, is what Jon Snow's point was, yeah. Yeah, like, the big thing for that is... Or Aegon. 
the sixth of his name, protector of the realms. And all um, he uh like Ned, what Ned says is truth. Like you just take that. So like for John to just that quickly believe what Sam said shows you how much he trusts Sam. And that shows you why he sent Sam off to be the, you know, the next maester instead of staying up at the, at the wall. Like he, I think once he make that joke to Sam, he's like, what are you doing in Winterfell? Like, did you already read all the books in the Citadel or whatever he says? <laughs> so like, you know, like Sam, Sam's that he's, he's his knowledge base basically. Whereas John's the, the muscle Sam's the brains behind the operation, basically. So yeah, I don't. I don't think they could have done that any better. The way that yeah, they handled it, they've been through something a lot together, I, so he knows him really well. Something yeah, I know, like the more that Sam was telling John that who he was, he became more convinced that John should rule. Yeah, well, I mean, but I think a lot of that is, and you haven't seen like a whole lot of, um, I guess like ill intent on Sam's part, like whatsoever. But I think like. With, after Bran telling Sam that it's time to tell John, the only way that he can fathom telling him is to make the spin on it and use his, you know, his anger towards Daenerys into that's how I'm going to get John to to believe me. Like this is the and reason I'm going to tell. Kind of quick in his head, he's like John showed restraint and like gave you know gave mercy countless times to people, and Danny didn't do that for his father and brother, so he. He's pretty mad. He's he's upset, to say the least. Um, that pretty much leads right back into uh, we get to see old Tormund and Beric Dondarrion. We get to see them meet up with. Uh, I still like to this day. I've looked this dude's name up like forty five hundred times, and I'll never remember his name. The Lord's head. Yes. See, like didn't even ring a bell. I just can't remember this guy's name. If I ever Amen. meet for life, I'll apologize to him. That's one point for Adam, if we're keeping score here. Um, yeah, you can see them. It kind of, uh, like, you, you. I guess the episode had been so quiet up to this point that when you see them in the dark in the tunnels, you think that they're about to get into a battle scene of some sort. Like, even if it's going to be quick, because, you know, it's right at the tail end of the episode, you expect some sort of action, and then you see those two together, and instead of, like, being super serious, Whatever the hell name you said, uh, the glorious said him. Um, he says his eyes are blue, and Tormund's like, my eyes have always been blue. <laughs> and then all the tension, good gone. shit. All the tension's gone. They're walking along, and then you see the Umber kid up on the wall, basically as a decoration here. Yeah, they're at they're at the last hearth, the ruins of last hearth. That shit's creepy. Like, I don't even know what that shape's called. It's basically like, uh, you know, whatever. Like a spiral. Like a spiral made out of body parts, basically. And then right as you're like, all right, this scene's about to end. We're going to move on to whatever we're going to finish the episode with. All of a sudden, this kid starts fucking shrieking like a bat out of hell. I had to clean my chair up because I pissed myself (laughs) at that point. Brittany kicked me. Dude. Did not expect that. Like, that was, like, some... And it's not even because he's a kid. Like, I know we made those jokes before about killing kids and stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, like, very casually. Um, but that wasn't even the fact. Like, it was just that 
he just kept screaming like after he was already on fire and shit and just the sound of it like whoever came up with that audio for that like kudos yeah it was kind of rough really creep me out and the dismembered body parts too you know kind of added to the ambiance yeah just more of a mind fuck from thrones just keeps it going um the one thing that i didn't really get is like when he's saying that you know it's a sign from the night's king like what what is that like what's the significance of that yeah i'm not sure what was it like a just a was it a wooden stake through the kid's heart on the i mean he was on the wall hung up by, in there. yeah yeah well we've seen this symbol a few other times throughout the show wasn't it in the first season, the first time you see the like the horse and the people that have been slaughtered? The opening like, scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the caves or the dragon's uh, glass. Which yeah, he shows it to Danny. Hieroglyphics. I understand that like this that it's been a symbol for them, but who's he leaving the sign for? Anybody. It's not for the living. Like the living doesn't. That sign doesn't mean shit. That it obviously does. I mean, yeah. like, from my standpoint, we don't like. What does that? What does it mean? Because he doesn't have to do that to strike. Fear. Can't imagine it's good. Yeah, I, apparently not. Because it's coming. It's what I thought. <laughs> and you know, a lot of talk, things I've uh, read and heard about, like does look a lot, a lot like the Targaryen, the dragon, the circle. Some similarities there too. Yeah, a lot of symbolism and in there. One thing that uh, I think me and Matt had discussed it on one of our podcasts before you guys were on here and had joined the party. Um, the Crasters. One thing I did read was a theory that Craster was of the Targaryen bloodlines, and that's why he was sacrificing his kids to the Night's King, and that's why it was okay that just he was doing it instead of all the people out there past the wall or whatever was because of the Targaryen bloodlines. So I guess, I mean, that that would make sense, I guess. I read something similar to that where he was a theory out there that he was uh, Aemon Targaryen's uh, like son or something before he became to the wall. The Night's King? No. Craster. Craster. So that's where the Targaryen bloodline could come from. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to. That's one of those things. Like when you're reading theories, the thing that I always think about is, yeah, that like that is based out of the books, but does that is that going to matter in the show? Because at this point, like we don't know because the books are obviously aren't finished yet. If they ever do get finished, but you don't know if that's going to be the same exact ending from the book to the show. So does the stuff in the books matter? To the shows at this point, like <coughs> so that's the thing I always think about. With I mean, after series. season five, kind of just went off the the rails with the books. They just left them behind. Yeah, but the thing like that I think about is like when they said, you know, we're gonna take different paths to get there, but we're gonna end up at the same point. Like, is that saying that the books and the show are gonna end up at the exact same result? Because from like from my standpoint, I would bet it could be somewhat similar. Yeah, George R. R. Martin came out just this week and said that that the way that he's writing the books, the ending will be similar to however I mean he knows how the show ends. 
So, I mean, he's it, like Brian said, it, it should be similar at least. Well, he, yeah, he told him this is how the books are going to end. So the show's trying to go in that direction. I like to think they're going to shock George R. R. Martin. They could. <laughs> what do you do? They said they filmed a bunch of endings where yeah. nobody really knows what they're picking. I don't know. Speaking of endings, the uh, ending of this season was a quiet scene or season. Jesus, episode was a quiet ending, but very powerful. You see the the cloaked guy riding in on the hood or on the horse with his hood up. You don't know what he's. You don't know who it is. And then he unveils himself, and it's Jamie looking just. You know. I knew it all the time. Well, of course, not gonna lie. You're just you're clairvoyant, man. No, I just that's why you're better than us. That was a that was a reunion I didn't really consider going into the season. No. Yeah, same thing. It's not one I like thought thought about. So that was like pretty surprising and you know, great great meme ending. Just the the look on Jamie's face alone is fantastic. Like you can clearly like he does not expect to see Bran sitting there. What'd you say? No words needed to be said. No, not at all. Like it was, it was a good, a very good ending to the, to the episode. And my, my first words after that ended was, "You sons of bitches! Like, don't, don't do this to me. Don't make me, don't make me wait a week to see what's about to be said and how this is going to go down. And if it, if it goes in Game of Thrones fashion, I won't get to see anything between Jamie and Bran until like the last." 35 seconds of episode two <laughs> and it'll be like a one-liner by one of them and it won't answer shit else and then i won't see anything and see in episode three just they don't have that kind of time they don't have that kind of time anymore that's true too that i i do have that working in my favor yeah they gotta you know ron tells Did them you they see that? Quit. Ron tells ron them they gotta quit their shit and get uh Get yeah, going get to work. all having that meeting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, well, I mean, that's pretty much what we hit on in like season six was the, the season that. All right. We're going to pretty much whittle away the cast at this point. We're getting rid of the people that aren't important that we can just kill off and not bring back. Season seven is leading up to season eight. It's more just st- like plot points getting progressed and stuff like that. And now we're at this point where no one may like no main characters died. So we've got everybody intact. We know that one one episode is just gonna be one battle scene, correct? Yes. It, yes. Not not one battle scene, but just one battle in general. One continuous right. battle. So you've gotta figure some prominent people are gonna die off in that episode. And if it's in, like, where my thinking is with that, like, with battles, it's it's not going to be, like, seriously. It's not, like, what I think is, it's going to be the North and the White Walkers. So, who's going to get killed off there? Before anything else happens with everything that is going on in King's Landing. Yeah, I think Cersei right now is a secondary character. Like I said, the only people you see in King's Landing were Euron and Bronn before he leaves. 
So, like I said, who's who's left? And Cersei's down south by herself. Well, Theon's gonna magically show up, I'm sure. So he could definitely yeah, be yeah, Winterfell. That, yeah, he'd definitely be one of them that would get killed. Do you really think so, though? Like, I feel like after everything he's gone through, why why just kill him off now? It, I mean. I guess if he does die, it'll be his. Will be like the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, it's gonna be a sacrifice. Like he'll yeah, show up. He'll show up just in time to like step between. Jon Snow. Yeah, step in front of Jon Snow and the spear that the Night's King threw at him. Yeah, I mean, he like has that. at this point. He has to sacrifice himself to redeem himself. Has to. Yeah. One one big question that I have for this like final season is the Valencar theory. Is that going to affect the show? I don't know what that is. The Valencar theory is the theory that Cersei will be killed by her younger brother. Okay. Which is in the books, correct, Brian? I, I believe so. Yes. Um, the show, but that's the thing that kind of makes me like question that is they show maggie the frog like we i got it said earlier in the first episode of season five but they don't bring that theory up that's not right. one of the three questions she gets so that kind of makes me think that maybe that isn't going to happen in this season and if that's the case then then you know who's going to be the one to kill seriously Unless they have another, like, weird flashback out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. And that that would probably be, like, one of those episodes where they show that that scene prior to rolling out the credits. Like, one of those Maybe, weird episodes. Like a brand flashback or something? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. That's just what I think. Like, that's, that's the one prominent theory that I keep going back to like is that going to be important in the books and the show or just the books like that's the that's the one thing that i can't shake yeah i think if it was important they would have brought it up and dur during that scene but they i mean they probably left it out on purpose and it's yeah. it's real weird because they're they're both in winterfell right now so everybody's really far away from cersei and i don't know i mean it's hard to see it's hard to imagine how one of the two of them makes their way all the way back to King's Landing because it doesn't seem like Cersei's in a hurry to actually go anywhere. Yeah, she's not dumb. I could see Arya. I could see it being Arya, but because uh, you know she travels fast, she's easy to hide. So it could be her, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't see an outcome where both or uh, where either Tyrion. Or Jamie, after whatever massive battle is going to happen, just you know, goes down south just to kill Cersei. It's going to be Quyburn. Or the mountain. Did How sweet would that be? On the throne. <laughs> just one more time. Is it going to be Quyburn killing her, or are you saying he's going to be the one sitting on the throne? Oh, he's, he's going to kill her. No, I don't see that at all. Yeah, he doesn't have any ill will towards her. I don't think he he wouldn't have any motive. I know, but that's he's a wild card, man. He's a hand of the king now, or hand of the queen now. 
He's a creep. Queen of the hand. Did you say queen of the hand? Yeah. <laughs> I did. I think you I just, were just I just like it. throwing wrenches in there, you know. Yeah, I know. Dickhead. Yeah. That's I don't weird. Know, I don't like usually I I have some sort of a thought on like, all right, this is all gearing up to this happening, but it's like I don't have any fucking idea what's gonna happen. None. Like, no, I have no idea what direction shit's gonna go in. So I guess, like, you know, only there's really only a couple things I want to discuss before we kind of wrap up this first episode. And one thing is, I don't know why, like, I just started thinking about it today. Is I started to kind of think about the numbers of the armies and kind of just to to kind of see where things stack up. And I, the, the difficult thing here is kind of what I was saying before was, is what I'm reading that the book said, is that going to be the exact same thing as what happens in the show? Because like even what Adam was saying earlier about the, uh, the veil, the nice of the veil, they've got, you know, a couple thousand there with John and them, but their numbers could be, you know, 45,000. There's a pretty big difference there. So, like, you know, it's hard to it's hard to really determine what everybody's numbers are because you hear that there are, what, hundreds of thousands of wildlings, but how many of them are still alive? Like, that's I, a question we don't have an answer to. I would think that'd be most of the Army of the Dead. Yeah, they're, they're all being resurrected well how many how many of the uh didn't they like john start burning them though so that wouldn't be the case yeah at a certain point there was a lot of them that they would burn for sure and then but up there at hard home like that was a a lot of people they gained there for sure i mean i think that we can all agree though the white walker army outnumbers everyone else combined right i would think so not by as much as you would think the unsullied the dothraki and the entire northern army would i would think that that's a hundred thousand plus and i think you're looking at over a hundred a hundred thousand plus from the the army of the dead it's gonna be a battle I guess, like, factually, what we know from just the show, like, let's just get this out of the way from what we know. All we know, honestly, is 20,000 men, 2,000 horses, and zero elephants That's for, for, the sure. golden, for the Golden Company. Right, and the Army of the Dead has three, at least three giants. So don't forget the damage they can do. Okay, so three giants... And a dragon. Right. And, and horses. Knight. And we don't know... We don't know, really, I mean, other than, like, the Dothraki army is supposed to be somewhere around, like, 100,000, right? Something Before. like that, yeah. Before, it's going to be a lot, yeah. Like, we don't know how many didn't make it across, you know, the water travel shit. We, we know that the North is supposed to have somewhere around 10,000 at this point in the game, plus what we said about the veil. And then you've got the Iron Fleet. 
which originally is supposed to be a hundred ships. Well, we have literally no idea because doesn't doesn't Euron say, "Build me a thousand ships." Yeah, I think it's a thousand ships that well, see, Euron like, has. This is where the line gets blurred because, like, the shit that you're reading is referenced off of the books. So is that going to matter? Like, I figure if if he had a thousand ships, we would have seen that already, right? Like, yeah, I mean. No they always try to represent he has a lot of ships. Yeah. Especially in this episode when he pulls up to King's Landing to talk to Cersei. I mean, he well, did transport 20,000 people. He did lose three. Yeah, two or three. <laughs> yeah, he did lose those. Because they cheated at dice. Or hey, but maybe, also, uh, Cersei, still has a, Cersei still has a Lannister army, too. Yeah, I was going to bring Cole. that up. There's the Lannister yeah. army as well. Yeah, Jamie just slept by himself. Well, now Braun's on the way there, too. So, Braun probably go back to people that may die. Braun could probably die. Why on earth would you say that? Like, I can see the blood boiling in Matt's veins right now. <laughs> oh, right. Die. He laughs no, when he gets upset. Yeah, but it's, it's, he, he's going to have to go make... back ever to the light. Yeah, he's going to have to. He's gonna retire a happy man. All right, there he goes. There he goes. We don't. We don't know the numbers. <laughs> we don't know enough about seeing the like. We'll we'll know when we see the armies in the grand scheme of things, like how the numbers add up. But that is a question that I have for you in specific, Matt. Is Braun going to take two chests of gold or three chest, whatever the chests of gold that Kyburn promised him? Or is he going to wait it out and get his castle? Yeah, I mean, you hope he doesn't take it. Well, she's, he's being sent to go. No, uh, he's not being sent. He's supposed to wait on them, right? Like, isn't what Kyburn says? Like, in the event that Jamie and Tyrion both survive the White Walkers, you need to kill them. Isn't that, isn't that the agreement? But basically, but he's still supposed to go north. Are you sure? Yeah, that's why the wagons were sitting out there ready that's for him. All right, I clearly missed that part of the episode. I don't know what happened. I watched it three times. I got that just what I took from it. I... Maybe maybe I'm just blinded by my own biases here. I don't know. Is is two chests of gold enough to buy yourself a castle? Yeah. I don't think so. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I'm just pulling out to get a castle so you can you can get some sort of closure on on this Game of Thrones. Does anybody have any predictions? Like, I'm not I'm not talking like for this whole season, just for like next episode. Like, do you have any anything that you feel you'll make a prediction on right now that you're like, this is gonna happen? Nope. Um, well, while you were having technical difficulties, me and the boys were talking, uh, <clears throat> I brought up the Red Witch at some point it's going to probably reappear. Um, and that, because, uh, last season, early in the season, she was talking to Barry saying, you know, she needed to leave, but she was going to die here. Yeah. And he she was too. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> 
Where were they at when they had that conversation? They were on Dragonstone. Yeah. So I guess like then that leads to the next question of how the hell do they get back to Dragonstone? From where they are currently. Why do they need to do that? Like if if they're both gonna die there. Oh, on Dragonstone, okay. Yeah. How are, I how took are it as in Westeros. Uh, yeah, yeah, just Westeros. <laughs> Not just on Dragonstone, but maybe that is the angle there. I don't know. I just, like, every every little, like, thought that I have for what could happen this season <laughs> is just clouded by you don't know anything yet at this point. You know nothing. Yeah, the one thing I, exactly. one thing I brought up to Brian was... I think that uh, that Brand's going to stand up for for uh, for Jamie because you know Jamie's going to go. He's going to have some problems next episode because Danny's there and she knows that he killed her father. So he's obviously not going to be liked by Danny. So I think Brand's going to step up and stand up for for Jamie, to <clears throat> save his ass, kind of. Really? Yeah, that's. I mean, my that would be fitting because what we immediately think of when it comes to Brand and Jamie is Jamie's the one that pushed him out of the tower and paralyzed right. him. Right. But that doesn't matter to Bran. He doesn't need He doesn't to care about that him. now. Yeah. yeah. And he's not he's so dead emotionally that he's not going to hold a grudge against Jamie off of what happened to him specifically out of the grand scheme of things. Bran's in big picture at this point. So that doesn't even matter. So like Bran's already seen what I guess I would assume has seen what's going to happen to Jamie. And that's something too. Like he killed Danny's dad. Jamie doesn't know all that. So that's why he's like shitting his pants when he sees him. Yeah. He's where, yeah. Again, the legendary brand memes this week. Oh, yeah. Big highlight, highlight, highlight of the week. The clip from, I don't know what movie that is when the guy's, Got the rollerblades on and the wheelchair, and then the other guy's got little hands. Whatever <laughs> movie that's from. What is that? Is, is that the one where he's like, use your strong hand? He's like, well, why don't you... He goes, here, let me give you a hand. Well, why don't you give me a standing ovation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't oh, you in Stomp? God, if, if you're listening to this and you don't know what we're talking about, you need to set aside like at least two hours of, of a day. And just start googling memes of the first episode of Game of Thrones. I didn't that see any of them. Hilarious, huh? I didn't see any of them. That's because oh, you're not on fucking Twitter, dude. Yeah, it's useless to me. Like, like he's saying, I bet if you just Google it, dude, you'll go down a rabbit hole. No shit. Just brand Google, memes. Yeah, Google uh, brand memes, and then just go where your heart takes you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do it, but. You Maybe. want to tour the shit out of it. It's a good time. It um, is. I, I don't really know, like, I don't really know that I have any predictions for the next episode. You just kind of see, like, something's happening. Like, Jamie and Bran are about to have a conversation that you know is going to be powerful. But how is it going to play out? Like you, have, you literally have no idea. That's, I guess, where we're at. Is we literally have no fucking idea what's going to happen. Period. I have no idea. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. It's a lot of possibilities. And I guess you just your judgment's clouded by the fact that 
you don't want to like you know you can't expect the expected. And it's Easter, so it should be a pretty good episode. Do we know like do we know when which episode is gonna be the big battle episode? I believe number three. Uh, I think yeah, I, it should be it's yeah, number three. How many is that what's do you know the length of that one? That one uh they extended that one, it. That one's eighty. Yeah. I think the next one is only an hour, but all the ones after that are are significantly longer than an hour. It goes 58, 80, 78, 80, 80. I don't know how I can sit through 80 minutes of a battle. You can I mean, it's going to be 100,000 100, plus. <laughs> you all three were talking at the same time, and I don't know who said what. I said no, you could uh, probably... Yeah, do the same thing again. All right. One, two, three, everybody talk again. No, what you could what you know, my whole point was you you don't know what's gonna happen, but it's supposed to be the most epic battle scene ever filmed for television. And I imagine it's going to be the entire third episode. Do we get like do we get to see direwolves? I hope. Where's ghost? No shit. Where's Ghost? Where's Nymeria? Well, Nymeria is a different story, but Ghost is like, where'd he go? I want to talk yeah. about Nymeria. If she's this alpha direwolf with an alpha pack of wolves or whatever behind her, this is my question for that: is does does each of the alphas that are following her have their own pack? I would think no. Why? She's the, she's they have to have a not in the show. No. Why not? Because the direwolf's like a level above an alpha. It's the ultimate alpha. And yeah, they're... but Nymeria, according to like the books, correct me if I'm wrong, is she's like basically an alpha direwolf with a pack of alpha wolves behind her. So each alpha has to have its own pack, right? In theory. Yeah, I so guess how uh, many how many like wolves will be I mean, granted, I guess against a dragon, they don't really matter. But we've seen what a dire wolf can do. So if she's with a pack of alphas, they've gotta have, you know, some sort of significance there. Like why would you show all them if you're not gonna bring them back? I don't think it's only closure for Arya. It could be the I don't give a fuck about Arya. I want closure for me. <laughs> I want answers to the shit that I care about. Game of Thrones doesn't care about you. Yeah. It's true. It's very true. Oberyn would still be alive. If yeah. that were the case. As would Hodor. Yeah. Who I never cared about. Dude, I mean, Brand, it's, it's, like, is Hodor is Hodor a White Walker or a? See, no, don't we're not doing now. this shit right now. He no, should it's be. Summer, it's no. summer. We're not summer. having these conversations right now. The Children of the Forest. I mean, I guess my immediate question for that is, how do you become a White Walker when you've blown yourself to smithereens? 
I, I, I don't even care about the children of the forest. I have no, no feelings tied to the children of the forest. If I swear to God, like if I see Hodor as a White Walker, I'm turning the shit off. I'm done. <laughs> Immediately, like, nope, don't even care what happens. I'm done. This shit doesn't matter because they're just trying to 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 cause me emotional pain at this point. If and he, I'm uh, done. If he is, would you think he would still be saying Hodor? <laughs> I'm speechless. He's going to be the one that's brand. Is Yeah. Like, you literally, you're just, you're trying to get me to oh. cry on a podcast is what you're trying to do. We'll get there one day. The thought of, honestly, the thought of uh, Hodor being a White Walker has never even crossed my mind. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Uh, I'm just looking at my notes here, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I I'm dumbfounded. Like I don't even know what to say at this point. You Honestly, just, my notes have been all scratched out like an hour and a half ago. So I know, and you just keep mind fucking me. Even like I think like what like going on two hours. This is like the fourth time now. I thought I'd thought of everything, but here we are. I don't know, like. I guess, dude, if I see fucking, like, the dragon was bad enough. You can't throw, you can't throw, like, White Walker Hodor and White Walker Summer at me. Maybe he's going to be riding Summer like He-Man riding the... <laughs> now you're being ridiculous. Now you're just trying. Now you're I, it's, just a, it's just a theory, man. It's just a theory. I don't know. I just think the only thing that comes to mind for awesome. me, like, like, big picture prediction... Like for all of season eight, is Bran has to control Viserion, right? Like that has to happen. That's the only prediction that I actually have. You think Bran can take control of any of them? Was that like what did you say? Like, can he take control of any of them? I said, you know, do you think Bran would be able to take control of any of the? Zombies, or I mean, if he takes let alone control, the dragon, if he takes control, I, I think that he could probably take control of a White Walker. But what is one? What is one soldier going to do in the grand scheme of things? What if it's Hodor? What if he wargs into zombie Hodor? He's already done that. Howard, I think we're, I think we're building something strong here. He's still alive. We're really building on something strong here. He's already he's already <laughs> done that with Hodor. Like, he's got to take control of the dragon. He has to. Should have called the podcast, hold the door. I think that Brian just lost his uh, spot on the podcast. So, moving forward, uh, we're looking for somebody new. Brian are out. Uh, Prerequisites are, if you've read the books, get the fuck out of here. You're not on our podcast. Because you're bringing up just painful shit to just cause me emotional scarring. The next one. Yeah. The next one. We're gonna have to create a new podcast for that. No, I think honestly, like that's the only thing that comes to mind for me is brain controlled by Syrian. That that to me has to happen. Wouldn't something have to happen to Danny for that to happen? By Syrian is the one that the night controls. Well, yeah. So he's gonna control one of them while she and John control the other two. How how else are I mean 
Like we kind of discussed <laughs> yes. earlier, you don't know the numbers on the rabbit hole now. But how how can they overcome that? I don't know. With, with fire. With what? dragon glass. Probably got a big uh dragon spear. Yeah, maybe that's what Arya's fucking making. A big ass dragon glass spear. Yeah, like in was that thing called the scorpion or something? But that was destroyed. I think another one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they threw away the plans. I mean, I don't know. Gendry's apparently going to be very busy this season. Yeah. And getting busy this season. Hopefully. I don't, I don't know. I guess. I guess just to wrap up. Uh, this is the first time every all the Starks have been back in Winterfell since season one. This is the first time that you've seen Jamie and Tyrion on the same side, like publicly, out in the open. Like everybody sees that Jamie's here, Tyrion's here. We're fighting on the same side. Cersei's over here on her own in King's Landing again. All the other little people that have really been affecting the game are pretty much dead and gone. So at this point, we're firmly entrenched in the fact that it's White Walkers versus everyone except for Cersei and Euron. And right. what's going to happen? And none of us have a fucking clue. Mass murder. It's guys. It has to be mass murder. But like, I, I want a prediction right now from each of you. Ooh. In the if it, if episode three is the battle scene, give me one person that for sure will die in that battle. I'll say Jorah. He's outlived his usefulness. Adam. I mean, it's gonna be someone like Tormundor. You know what I mean? Just one of those dudes. So you've already brought back Hodor as a White Walker, and now you're gonna kill off Tormund. I mean, it just seems right. But not Dolores said. Not what? But not Dolores said. Well, he's not that important. You can't kill off Tormund. Until he's made sweet, passionate love to Brienne of Tarth. Well, we got he's had, he, Yeah, he's headed to Winterfell. That could happen before the battle, technically. Yeah. She could be and with child. Awesome. Yeah. You're telling me that the most honorable woman in Westeros is just going to give it up to Tormund? Visceral, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Guys, come on. What are we watching the same show? <laughs> are you just are you messing with me right now? Well, that's not how wildlings do it, right? I don't know what that means either. That that like it didn't matter her just giving it up or whatever. Are you saying he's gonna take the pussy? Yeah, up yeah I, I, I I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> I think it was beautiful. I mean, how many times yeah. has rape happened in the show? I wouldn't be surprised Great. that. That won't happen. That's the one thing that I want to happen. Like, I think, I expect Bran to control a dragon. I want Brienne of Tarth and Tormund to make sweet, passionate love to each other. I think Theon's going to die in the battle. Too. Yeah. 
I think I think that's that's the only thing that I'm certain of is Theon has to sacrifice himself in that battle. Just I think Game of Thrones. Second, they'll kill people you like just because they'd like to do that. But I think of like John, and it's like, well, they can't kill John off. Well, they've already done it. And then you think, well, they won't do it again. No, they will. And we thought they're like, that at the, at the they're like hold my beer. Yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> Watch this. And I wouldn't be surprised if John does. Like, and that would be fitting too, because you wouldn't expect him to die. Like, you would expect him to die in the last episode if he was going to die. You wouldn't expect him to die in the third episode of the season. No, it'd be a curveball. We just got sucked down the rabbit. No, that's like last episode shit. Yeah. Is it though? Jon Snow or Aegon? I mean, come on. Yeah, come on. Call him by his proper name. Yeah, yeah. We're using yeah. Winterfellians. He's Aegon Targaryen the sixth of his name. The protector <laughs> of the realms and all that. Yeah. Closing thoughts are we have no idea what's going on. We have no predictions for what's going on because we've all been mind fucked. <laughs> what we do know is winner. <coughs> Is that what? Winner's here. Winner's here. Yeah, to summarize. We'll we'll see you guys on Sunday when we all have our hearts broken. (laughs) Thanks for listening.